Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hutt, Body Dawson, Papa Pow. I'm Sam Nisty Delaney, so what? Welcome along the Monday morning episode. Um, Sam, Father's Day yesterday, were you treated well? Ah, oh, it was a really good Father's Day. Sometimes, <laughs> you know what it's like, sometimes it's, a, it's an afterthought, let's be honest, right? Mm. I don't know, we're your kids, sometimes in mine, but... They don't put a lot of effort in mine, I've got to say. They don't, yeah. Well, Well, I don't encourage them, because I always go on about what a load of bollocks it is. Yeah, exactly, I don't make a big deal out of it myself. I think it's mainly for adults to talk about how much... I don't know, I'm sure you'll have a point of view on this, but there's a lot of social media activity by adults and not by the children themselves. However, on this occasion... It was a perfect Father's Day. I couldn't have chosen it better. It, I, I woke up, I, I were given two sensational cards that both made me laugh out loud, but also right. were touching. I put Len's one on Twitter. I couldn't resist. He hates me putting things on social media, but I did that. I didn't put my daughter's one on because apart from anything else, it was sort of like too many. There was a lot of in jokes that that only like me and her would get. Right. But I was very touched by it. And you know, what it's like with daughters in particular. They behave as if when you've got teenage daughters like we have, they basically behave as if they despise you, yeah. like ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, which you have to take on the chin. Mm. Um, but it can sometimes get you down a little bit because all you want is for them to love you and for them mm. to understand how much you love them. Um, and, to, but, and to appreciate how much you do for them. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> but the, the I'm never going to get that. I mean, I'll get glimpses of love. Yeah. But, you know, it means so much when you get a card from a teenage daughter. I mean, Len, obviously, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff together and he's still at an age where he feels comfortable. He gives me a lot of shit, don't get me wrong. I mean, he rips the piss out of me every day. But I also get affection from him. But from her, it was like, you know, it means it's means somehow not more, but do you know what I mean? It's such a contrast to their day to day conduct when they yeah. write you a really loving message. But the best bit about it all, they cooked me breakfast, which was really nice. They cooked me a, right. a, a, a yeah. full veggie breakfast. But then, mate, it was so good because my daughter had to go out to a birthday party at Go Ape, which is one of these things where you go up a fucking tree and oh, swing yeah, about. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Right. So she went off to that with her mate, and my son. And my good wife went off to um, my niece's third birthday party. Right. Now, it's my niece who I love very much. She's my brother-in-law's or my... She's my niece on my good wife's side, right? But you know what, Andy? I just thought, fuck that. Yeah, I'm not going. Not on Father's Day. 
It's not for me. Fucking Father's Day. What difference am I going to fucking make? Yeah. Uncle bald cunt sat in the corner looking at his phone wishing he was watching the Euros, right? Uh, or or getting, she getting, doesn't... Get, helping himself to the buffet and then going upstairs to have a sleep. As well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's my usual MO, as you know. So I just thought, thought do you know what? Fuck that. She doesn't need me there, right? So I said, all the same to you, I'm staying home. It was brilliant i don't think i worked out i hadn't had a whole day to myself in the house yeah for i guess coming up for two years right fucking hell yeah like in in the house oh yeah sometimes i find myself on my own like uh, it's why one of the main reasons i go out running or you know you're just out and about sometimes but just in your own rig so as soon as they went out i had a tidy up right in the mm. in the front room because i like things to be tidy yeah, and it's hard get, when the kids are around. Did you have, did you have a shark up? I'd done a shark. I'd done the shark up on Saturday. Oh, right? of course, Saturday. So it was pre-shark. Yeah. The rig was pre-shark, which was a great feeling. Yeah. Um, uh, so I did a, a general tidy up, a wipe yeah. down. Yeah. I bought myself off of uh, off of Amazon the day before, and it arrived on Father's Day as a present to myself. <laughs> I fucking I can't believe I haven't got had, had one of these before. I got myself one of those things that go over the arm of your sofa and hold the remotes in their own yeah. separate pockets. Yeah. I've I've had one of them in the past, but my my sofa arms mustn't have been suitable because it wouldn't stay on. Did it slip? Yeah. My sofa I'm worried arms about must this. have been too pointed, do you know what I mean, and not squared off enough. Oh. Yeah, I so mean, I, I don't know. my first thing was I have a lot of remotes, which was one of the main reasons. I have many remotes six or seven for all my devices so many devices in my home so i could get one of those one universal the... one for all remotes but they're not the same i don't, I don't trust them trust those i don't trust nah. those right so i thought it's either a universal remote for all don't trust it or a fucking uh, a remote holster because mm. when i tidy i like to wipe down the coffee table but then i have to put all the remotes back on the coffee table. The coffee table never looks never looks tidy, mate. There's too many fucking looks, remotes it never, on it. It never looks perfect. <laughs> I want it to be perfect, especially for my special day where I'm uh, having rig day on my own. Uh, so that arrived. I got everything fucking sorted. Then I I've talked about this a little bit. I touched upon it. I'm nervous to talk about. It. You know, I I I, there's, I tell most things about myself on this podcast you do you know i was speaking only last friday about the death of my grandmother and you know life i'll I'll admit (laughs) to a lot of things but this is something that i've only touched upon and i because i'm scared of what everyone's reaction will be i'm scared of what your reaction will be but over the last few years particularly this last sort of period in lockdown last whatever it is now 18 months Mm -hmm. i have got Mm. very into listening to jazz music Jesus Christ! Really? Yeah. yeah, there it is. It's out there what, now. What? What? What kind of? What kind of jazz? Like, like classic jazz. jazz classic from jazz. the smooth jazz era. Smooth jazz. Like so, you're talking fifties and sixties, right? Like kind of what Count Basie, something like that. Count Basie, Dave Brubeck, and then you, and yeah. then into Miles Davis. Not, um, not Stan, like Stan Getz. Stan was Getz, I was listening yeah. to yesterday. Chet Baker. I, uh, don't have any Chet Baker at the moment. Mm. I mean, this is basic stuff. I'm I'm not like... It's intimidating yeah. because the people who don't like jazz will go, fucking jazz, you fucking punts. And the people who do like jazz go, 
you think it's you're in jazz. church, you don't know anything Wankers about jazz. And of course, <laughs> both sides are right. Yes, yeah. it is a bit poncy. So yeah. I am right to be criticised for that. Yeah. And also, I know nothing about jazz. However, my father-in-law <laughs> is, no word of a lie, one of the world's leading authorities in jazz. I know there's a lot of old men going around claiming that. <laughs> but he is actually... Yeah. He is he is well, quite noted when he he's, he's he lives in Budapest, but when he lived in yeah. London, when he was exiled from Hungary for having for mm-hmm. fucking having a gunfight with the Red Army, right? He he um You've all done it. had he had a he had a show on the BBC World Service, um, which showcased wow. jazz from all over Europe, and this was hell. a cult show that people all over Europe listened to. You know, Jesus including Christ. ones in countries like Hungary where jazz was banned, but where they could pick well, it up on Longwave. World right. Service? Fuck me. World Service. He, he worked for the World Service for many years as a producer and presenter. And he did it in in Hungarian. Mm-hmm. I think he did it in Hungarian and maybe and in English as well. This was a jazz show for jazz all over Europe, right? I think to do it in Hungarian is it's fuck pure jazz, isn't it? That's pure it's jazz, isn't it? Because it's a jazz, jazz language. Yeah, it's a exactly. jazz language. <laughs> Len, as you know, is bang into his Hungarian heritage. Supports Hungary in the Euros. Has yeah. a Hungary shirt, which he's not really taken off for the last few weeks, and is learning Hungarian. Is he over Skype with his granddad? Right, fantastic. His granddad now does promotes Hungarian jazz bands. He brings them when lockdown's not on. He brings them. He, he identifies like the best jazz musicians in Hungary and mm-hmm. then he fucking brings them and sets up tours for them in the UK he brings them over here and tours them round he's in his go. 80s so he knows he's like and some of them I've been to a couple of gigs before some of them are gypsies right because jazz is really big in the gypsy traveller community in Hungary right and so you have these wonderful, like, sort of people who, who he, I don't know how he sort of discovers them, but, like, incredible, like, violinists and guitarists mm. from the travelling community in, in Hungary. Anyway, I, I'm boring myself now. The point is, he sends me, like, primer. When I told him that I think mm. I'm into jazz, having totally taken the piss out of him for years when I was younger, he now sends me records, right? And in the same they're primers. Way, in the same way that he's teaching Len... The language of Hungary. He's teaching yeah. you the language of jazz. The language. That's exactly what he's doing. He's teaching and you And I jazz. don't know how... I, I don't know... I don't understand it. I don't mm. know the history of it. I don't know where any of it comes from, but I know what I like, right? Now, obviously, <laughs> my my good wife <clears throat> and my kids hate it. So yesterday, I had a tidy up. Mm. I made myself a pot of tea, right? Yeah. I stuck on my jazz record... Right, the first, I worked through practically my whole jazz collection. I thought I'm going to binge on these. And God, I put how, how long were you by yourself for? Fucking hell, hours. From about eleven till five five thirty. Your jazz collection quite small. It's smallish, mm. and and the well one refined. thing is, is that when you're playing it on vinyl, you're up and down off your ass a lot because you forget how mm. quickly one side of a record runs out. You think yeah. fucking hell. What were we doing in the 80s when we kept having to flip our records over? What a hassle. Anyway, I put um, so I, pot of tea, jazz records on, Stan mm-hmm. Getz, West Coast Soul, uh, West Coast Jazz, one of my favourites, and then FIFA career mode, fucking managing <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday out of the championship and back where they belong into the Prem. Wow. I had, it was the best day ever. 
I was managing the I, owls. I totally get where you're coming from with all of that because although this probably seems counterintuitive to what Father's Day is probably meant to be, mm. this you can't beat a bit of fucking dad time on your own away from the kids. I hadn't had it for so long. And, yeah. and often when I find myself on my own, I'm, I'm like, got work to catch up with or chores. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to mm. fucking have a day of pure leisure. I mean, I've said this before for Christmas Day with me because obviously I'm a divorced man. So we alternate mm. between who has the kids on Christmas Day each year. So every other Christmas Day from about 3pm, I'll go to me, me mum and dad's for me dinner because I haven't got mm. the kids. And then I'm on my own for the rest of the day for Christmas Day. And it's the only day in every two years that I get to spend any quality time on my own doing nothing. Yeah. It's fucking great. And you, you usually manage to have a nap on Christmas Day, don't you? Christmas get a nap, nap. Get some fucking cans open, get the telly yeah. on, and it's just, I love it. So yeah. It feels fucking good, that being sort of a those father moments. And being at the helm and, you know, running the show and all that kind of thing is great. And it's nice to mm. get that acknowledgement and respect and love for it. But can't beat a bit of solo me time. Can't beat Fucking it. Fucking great. And to get it on My Father's missus Day. said to me when she came home, how have you been on your own? And I okay? said... Yeah, because sometimes I do say I get lonely, right? Which I do. But right. on this occasion, I went, oh, it's been fucking great. And she looked a bit put out by that. And I went, well... I said I haven't been on my own in this house for like I've been with the jazz part of two years. <laughs> I said I never get to listen to my jazz records. <laughs> I'll play my career mode on FIFA. <laughs> oh, fucking got so into it that when I went to bed last night, I had a smile on my face, and I was thinking to myself, <laughs> I drifted into sleep last night, smiling and thinking of what a good job I'd done of rebuilding after we got promoted shaping <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday's team to not completely throw out the team who'd worked so hard to get us yeah. there in the first place but I was also just adding with the small budget I had a few bits of extra quality to help us yeah. adapt to the Premier League you've, I was delighted with myself you've all, all that it. to a soundtrack of John it. Coltrane <laughs> fucking sounds great but it was that great kind of, that brings me on to, um, yesterday and the football, mm. and me and my son watched the best bit of football action that we've seen probably in the last 10 days. Mm. And it was the National League playoff final between Torquay and Hartlepool. I heard about this. I haven't seen it yet. Because we've got we've got um, a vested interest in Hartlepool because when we both start playing football manager mobile on our iPads, we always start off as Hartlepool in the National League. Mm and try right. to see if we can work our way through the leagues as Hartlepool. So now we've both got an affinity with Hartlepool. And helpfully, Hartlepool's yeah. only fucking 15 miles down the road. So we're now yeah. planning trips to go and watch them play next season. Because they did I've it. I've been there, won. mate. Yeah, I'm, you have. I'm That's sure, true. I've told you, fucking brilliant. One of the best away days of my whole life. Yeah. So they won on penalties against Torquay. And it was about, I think there was about eight penalties each in the end. Some hilarious misses. And some really well taken ones, and it was just so fucking exciting. And I hope we end up with some good penalty shootouts in this Euro but, tournament but as well. Hang on a minute, didn't didn't the goalie come up? Yeah, the goalie came up and scored in the ninety fifth minute. Hartlepool were on the brink of winning it in normal time, and the Torquay goalie came up and scored in the ninety fifth minute. Yes. So it went to extra time, and then pens. Great stuff. 
I mean, anything where the goalie comes up. It's more common now, isn't it? Even in the Premier yeah. League, goalies come up late on, which I don't like because it it's taking the magic away from it if it just becomes standardised. It's becoming ordinary. You're right, it is. Yeah. yeah it but it's special. good when they score. It's really good when they score, isn't it? Well, they're bound to score more, aren't they? I'm just hearing now, as we record this, that Billy Gilmore has tested positive for COVID-19 and he's going to be out of Scotland's game against Croatia. So that's a big blow for Scotland. How do you think Graham Souness feels about that right now? Um, Graham Souness probably uh, would probably just imagine that he should just shrug it off and play. Graham Souness walk it um, off. Fr- Friday night, one of the main themes of Graham Souness's spectacular display on Friday night <laughs> um, in his punditry for the England Scotland game was yeah. Billy Gilmore, who he seemed to think had sort of morphed into a combination of Edgar Davids and Zinedine Zidane mm. I've got to say obviously it was a really shit quality game boring blah 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 but I for me it didn't matter okay. for me it didn't matter because Graham Souness just elevated my night's viewing to a whole different fucking plateau I mean he was totally fucking on it he was at his mm. absolute peak right both in both aesthetically because mm. I've never seen him looking so good, even in his playing days. Oh, he dressed up for I mean, the occasion, didn't he? Yeah. He dressed up, he, his tan's better than ever, he's done something to his teeth, He's there's not an ounce of fat on the fella, and he mm. must be, well, how old do you reckon he is now, late 60s? Maybe about 65, I think, probably. The, t- the yeah. teeth, though. Are the teeth new for this tournament? I haven't noticed the teeth before. I, th- I think he's splashed out on some Euros teeth. He's 68. Hey, He's 68. I'm going to get, me, I'm gonna get myself some fucking Euro's teeth. I this is double money. Has... I've got my Sky contract, but in the year of a tournament, I'm allowed under the terms of my Sky contract <laughs> to work freelance for ITV or BBC. So it's extra money that I wouldn't usually account for. Are these, so these I'm teeth getting myself some Euro teeth. <laughs> As part of my Let's appearance what, for TV, these teeth are Let's tax deductible. They pay for themselves. <laughs> it's a tax write-off. <laughs> oh God, Sudas. Yeah. yeah, he was fucking great. He was absolutely on it like a car bonnet. It was incredible. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeno. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. It reminded me of, I know I talked about Ray Wilkins on Friday, but it reminded me of another Ray Wilkins story that he told me, which was when they were in... Uh, they were both playing in Italy. So Wilkins was playing for AC Milan and, and Sunis was playing for Sampdoria. And they used to sometimes meet up socially, right, in Italy when they got the opportunity to mm-hmm. because they'd known each other for years, you know. And when they flew back for international games, they would often meet at the airport lounge, right? They'd both fly from Milan, meet at the airport lounge, yeah. maybe have something to eat together, a little bit of a chat, lovely stuff. Unless, unless they were flying back for a home international, right? In which case, Ray Wilkins told me that he would arrive at the usual place, see Sunes sat in his usual spot, right? Where they would usually meet up for a glass of wine or whatever. And he said he would walk over to him and go, hello, Graham. And Graham Sunes would stare straight ahead and not acknowledge him. Right, <laughs> and he would try a couple of times to say, "To say, all right, can you hear me? Can you see me?" And then it would become apparent that if he asked again, there'd be big trouble. So, so it was. He said it was really weird. I just had to sit separately to him in the lounge on the plane. We'd land in London or wherever. There'd be no fucking like talking there. Um, he would be absolutely combative and hostile on the pitch as you would imagine he would be the same all the way back right <laughs> if they saw each other on the plane on the way back to Italy but then the next time he saw him it just wouldn't be mentioned and he'd be right as rain Raymond how are you great to see you again hell. he said because it was to him it was everything yeah beating England right and he yeah. just couldn't even look at Ray Wilkins for that weekend um, and, he, he, and he went on to then sign Ray Wilkins for Rangers didn't he he did, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were pals. Uh, that was it. That was what makes it mad. They were pals. They used to socialise with their wives, right, in Italy, because they were both abroad, fish out of water. They, they were re- they were close, you know. But he just I mean, wouldn't talk to him for that weekend. And what you, reminded you said, me of that? Go on, go on. Was just when he Sunes said before the game. So I mean, Sunes was really on Friday night. He was like he was he was simmering. Right to the edge of boiling point. Mm -hmm. He was, before it, he wasn't even, he was so in a zone that he wasn't Mm -hmm. even listening to what the other pundits were saying. He was just on his own thing. And at one point, he just sort of blurted, apropos of nothing, we do not like each other. That's what Mm -hmm. this is about. We do not like each other. (laughs) And I'm sitting there as an England fan, I mean, well, quite like Scotland. I mean, there was moments in the game... I know this is sacrilegious. There was moments in the game where I was thinking, do you know what? Scotland fucking deserve to win this and good luck to them. That's not sacrilegious. Well, maybe it is, I don't know. But, I mean, my perspective is that I couldn't give a fuck about England. And I haven't given a fuck about England for decades now. And I almost wanted Scotland to win it from the start because of the the, the, the whole fucking tedious kind of... The whole kind of tedious hype around England is fucking ridiculous and boring. 
and it mm. goes on and on. It's happened again this morning. The team have announced that they're all going to dye their hair blonde if they win the tournament. If they win the tournament, fucking hell, have you had a look at what's been going on? <laughs> Jesus Christ, if they win the tournament, I'll cut me fucking bollocks off if they win the tournament. Wow, someone clip that out and stick it, it on out. Twitter. I'll edit that out in case it happens, because you never know. They might grind their way to the final, but fucking hell. And soonest for me, personified Scotland's... He was like an off-the-field personification of Scotland's performance. Scotland mm. were fucking great the other night for a team who were really fourth, fourth in the world. Mm. With a, 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 What's the population of Scotland? Something like 5 million? Something mm. like that? No idea. A, a, against against this fucking... This, this overhyped, preening England team who were completely unable to break them down, didn't have a fucking clue how to do it, and it would have been in, unjust if England had got a goal, which they never yeah, really looked like I, doing anyway. Scotland are just easier to like. The fans as well. I mean, you know... A lot of things. I had a couple of mates who were there, and they said, and they were texting me from the stage and going, "Oh, it's just all IRA songs and stuff." And you just sort of think, for yeah. fuck's sake, England! Like, do you realise yeah. why people hate us? Everyone else, right? Just think of it this way, right? Aside from what your own politics are, I'm not even criticising that. I'm sure that you know, guys like that who are there to just fucking get angry about the IRA or Black Lives Matter or whatever fucking thing that they're affronted by because it's people requesting freedom, right? They they, they go along and forget about the politics of it. It's just why you go into football to be so angry, right? And the Scotland fans, I know there was a ag- drunken aggro and stuff at Leicester Square, but they're basically just there for a fucking laugh. Which is what party. it should be about. Yeah. yeah. It, they're just there for a love. England fans seem to be the only people in the world. What is it about, not all English people, but what is it about some English people? It's like, they're so fucking angry and mm. hostile and aggressive, whereas other people look like, listen, we all fucking work year round. Life can be a fucking grind for anyone. Life can be tough. Football is it exists as something to fucking... You know, release all that pressure, release all the mm. stress, release the seriousness, and just fucking indulge ourselves in something that brings us together in shared joy. Um, and and that's what you see. Well, I've been to tournaments around the world, and that's what you see in other fans. You know, that even if you are English, they will still. I've been in places where fucking Germany fans or France fans have come up and sung fucking football's coming home with us in a non-sarcastic way. Yeah. Right. Because they're all working people who are like, fuck me, life's tough, this is a tournament, what a brilliant fucking release, like it felt when you were a kid. I think you get past sort of 16 in this country and you just are are so enraged constantly by what I don't know that you're even going to use the thing that was designed as being a release, right, and a fucking Mm. glimpse of joy and happiness and love, right? And you're going to turn that into some sort of vehicle for your own frustration and hatred and anger Mm. and you sort of think there is something fucking up with this society that there is so many people who just cannot fucking quit having the ump the old time well this is the thing I mean I I said before I went went an England game at the stadium a few years ago and the atmosphere was just fucking poisonous compared Mm. to a regular match there it's completely mm. different and there there was all that anger and there was all the IRA songs and there was vociferous chest 
beating to fucking God Save the Queen or that sort of thing. And it was just fucking weird. I've never seen anything like it at a football match before. Because you mm. don't get that at club level. You don't get that kind of that kind of amplified pride or that kind of fucking nah. simmering rage that you're talking about. It doesn't happen mm. when you go to see your club team. You might be fucked off at the way they're playing at the minute or who the manager is or the fact that you're in a relegation battle, but you it it's not the it doesn't underpin everything that you go for. No. It's, it's a, a byproduct. Well, sometimes, of- sometimes I'm at West Ham, and there is, and I do fucking see it more than I used to. What I used to love about going to West Ham was it was so there was a daftness to it that I mm. found appealing, right? Which I'm sure wasn't unique to West Ham, but I did sort of think that you know West Ham were kind of a scruffier club, an underdog club. Mm. You know, um, were sort of well aware of our status, you know, of our position in the hierarchy. And just sort of fucking saw it as like a, a right good laugh sort of thing. That was one of the things that appealed to me. And now, I'm not saying that's gone, but even at West Ham, I see a growing like minority of people who do get fucking, they're angry about the owners or the stadium or whatever, whatever. And we've talked about it before, at this time of year, you get people fucking raging because because your club hasn't gone and spent a sufficient amount of money on players you've yeah. never heard of, right? And I, I do think it's just such a shame because it's like, sometimes I just think there's no difference between, well, there is, but let's let's categorise football as like your, your entertainment, your leisure activity you do outside of work and the normal grind, right? So it's like going to the movies, right? It's like going to the movies or to go and see a concert, or maybe even going to the leisure centre, Andy, for a swim and a splash about. Or, or, yeah? or go to a, a jazz recital. Going to a jazz recital, in my case, yeah. And <laughs> you sort of think, you wouldn't <laughs> fucking choose to do those things and spend quite a lot of money on them to then just become fucking irate. If it made you irate, <laughs> if going to the cinema just made you persistently irate, right, like it does my dad, for instance. My dad wouldn't go to the cinema because he finds all films... What does he think they are? He thinks they're all far fetched. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He hates films because he thinks it's insulting that he's being asked to believe any of these things would happen. And you're like, what? What does he want to see instead? Like CCTV footage of fucking city centres? (laughs) Exactly. But even that he'd cast doubt over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right so my dad but to be fair to him he won't go to cinema or watch films because he thinks films are shit and they anger him because he finds them insulting right so he's shrewd enough to not fucking watch films he watches football because he never gets angry about football and he laughs at me and my brothers if if he's watched if we if he's watched games like England games with us when we were younger and we would be going come on England and getting all wound up he would find that very, very funny and wind us up about it by persistently always saying that he wanted the other team to win, which I now realise why he was doing that, right? Because he was probably felt slightly low-level ashamed that he had sons who would get themselves that worked up over a fucking football match. And I can see that. he's right. He was right to feel a bit ashamed. And, uh, and so he doesn't watch films, but... Any other leisure pursuit that costs a lot of money, if it was only making you angry and aggressive and uptight, you mm. would just stop fucking doing it, right? It's it's so, like an it's it's like a, it's like a, a peculiarly English thing, though, isn't it? English yeah, people exactly get right. fucking 
they, they just need something to be angry about, whether it's fucking Brexit or lockdown or or the, the fucking football team or the IRA, whatever. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just or Black it's Lives just, Matter. Yeah, let's just be <laughs> fucked off about this. And then you go on Twitter, and Twitter's just like this space where everyone just congregates in order to be angry now. And yeah. I don't think people have realised how how intense it's got. They've just they're like frogs that have been boiled in a pot. And now everyone mm. just logs on and looks for the thing that we're all going to be angry about each day. Listen, I've and got then, a mate who's one of the most placid guys I know, right? And yet he he was, you know, suffering from. He suffered from depression, anxiety, and all those other things that so many of us get. But his main trigger is that he seeks. He, he got into the habit of seeking out, um, like opposing points of view to his own online. He couldn't help Jesus it. Christ. So he's one of these guys who's on Twitter, but I don't think he's ever tweeted in his life. The reason he's got an account on Twitter, right, is that he will go and look for like far right kind of you know uh dialogue that is going on on there right or yeah. when brexit was a big thing he got very very angry and wound up about brexit that's something that i never allowed myself just for self-preservation i never allowed myself i had my opinion on it but i didn't allow myself to get emotionally invested right mm. i just couldn't bring myself to but you know a lot of people did and he was like you know he, 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 he's sort of bloke who so he's like a, a right Remainer. I mean, you know, he's he was very passionate about about staying in the EU, but he he wakes up in the morning and spend his time looking at the comment section on the Daily Mail to see what the other side are thinking. Jesus right? Christ! And you think what what? Just stop. It's not a hard thing. It's not like when you're ill and you're like, oh, the doctors tried everything, but we're just waiting for one of the medications to work, right? Or you got a bad back. You go, well, I've been to a chiropractor. That didn't work. I'm going to try an osteopath or if not acupuncture. It's like, it's really simple. In this case, if it's driving you mental, just stop doing it and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Totally. But people seek out. Like you say, people seek out things. What is it about the English that makes us almost in a masochistic way, seek out anger, pain, conflict and rage, right? What What is it that makes us do that? Get in touch. <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> so this is what we're asking today to you, the listeners. Why are you angry? Get in touch and tell us why you're angry. Why are you pissed off? Because I know I am. I'm not pissed off. I've just had all day. Managing Sheffield Wednesday into the Premier League was listening to classic <laughs> jazz records. It was, and I, was I didn't even tell you this dream. bit. We'd had people round the night before. We'd had my brother and his missus had come over for dinner, right? Mm. There was fucking cake left over. Because oh, they brought Sam. cake. But we, they brought some cake, some M&S cakes, right? And But we'd already prepared dessert, right? Yeah. So the cakes were left. So Bonus I fucking... I had le- I'm sitting there, right, playing FIFA, and I'm having a cup of tea. And you know when you get that thing, you think, you know what, I fancy something. I don't know what. I just fancy something with this cup of tea. What could it be? I bet we've got nothing in the house. Fucking hell, there's leftover cake. <laughs> M&S fucking cakes, mate. Unbelievable. What a day. Get in there. What a day. How could a man like me be angry after a day like that? Exactly. Exactly. Um, we're going to do some predictions before we go, because with uh, Euro 20 prediction league spiraling out of control uh, 
the last <laughs> session you got two points, I got two points, Result Bot got four points. The, what the, the fuck's he up to? He's been he's done for two years. Yeah, yeah. He's on fifteen. You're on nine, I'm on seven. This is ridiculous. I know what's woken that cunt up. It's that little car from the opening ceremony. I think that's what it is, yeah. 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 He got a right buzz off that, didn't he? At last. Tiny car. As as a robot, you don't often see role models or individuals you can relate to in the mainstream. Finally, my people are represented. (laughs) Robotic lives matter. <laughs> so yeah, he feels um, he just feels validated. Yeah. Well, let's just took and try and overpower him, here, shall we? Because there's five more matches mm-hmm. coming up to predict. Here we go: Finland versus Belgium. Hmm. Go on. Uh, I'd say that will be one 0 to Belgium. One 0 to Belgium. I think it will be two one to Belgium. Uh, Russia versus Denmark. Uh, this will be oh fucking hell, Denmark! What are you going to do here? One uh, nil to Denmark. I'll say two one Denmark. Czech Republic versus England. Ooh, ooh! I actually think this will be two nil to England. I think this will be one one. Mm. Um, Slovakia versus Spain. Oh God, Spain are terrible. Jesus Christ, it's like a Spain tribute group. Um, <laughs> it's like Tom and Jerry when they started making them talk. Yeah, it's like they're trying to be that Spain team of 10 years ago, but they haven't got the fucking personnel. It's, it's yeah. painful. Uh, Slovakia, Spain, 1-0 Slovakia. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, I could see that happening, but I'll say 1-0 Spain. Okay, and then Germany versus Hungary... What do you reckon? Mm. Germany versus Ooh, Hungary. Germany were fucking Tough good the one. other night, weren't they? That was yeah. a great game, Germany Portugal, wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> that was so exciting. Not as good as Talkie Hartlepool, but it was good. Mind you, <laughs> I really enjoyed watching Hungary draw with France. Obviously, I had skin in the game, yeah. but that was, that was good, man. Well. Hungary, Hungary are a, sort of a bastard team of hard-working, Dogged, difficult, yeah. quite <laughs> ugly men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they all look like 50 years old. If you haven't noticed this, have a good look. It's a bit of a Derby vibe about it, because they're not far apart, are they? They're not too far away. What, Germany and Hungary? Yeah. Yeah, also the fucking Nazis they're were bang there. in there in the war as well. Yeah, causing yeah. fucking havoc. What do you reckon? So, then? yeah, it won't... It, yeah, I, I could say... Um, do you know what? I'm going to go... I'm going to back my son here and say one all. one all. I think Germany will win 3-1. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. All right, that's it from this episode and the predictions and everything else. Uh, more stuff coming up. A brand new history box starting tomorrow. You have to wait and find out what that's all about. And um, yeah, uh, keep listening. Keep listening with your ears and also your eyes. Remember, Jesus loves you, even if everyone else thinks you're a cunt. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.